Turn to Psalms 37 with me tonight, if you would, please. Psalms 37. One of my poor... I, I go to this psalm quite often. I heard some good news just before I left home. The president, they said, his doctor came and said he's going to be able to come home tomorrow if everything continues like it has. And I think, isn't it strange to you, everybody jumps on every little bitty detail just because they said he didn't have oxygen, and I, and I can't even say the word, but <laughs> and before he left uh, to go to the hospital, and now another one come along and said he did have it, and boy, they all up in arms. He told a lie, he told a lie. No joke. It just kills me what they do and say. But I'm so thankful that God's watching over him. And I'm praying for his wife also. We need to remember uh, her also and the senators and all those that's got this thing because there's some great uh, things that must be voted on and passed. And and uh, we need each one of them in their offices. So pray, continue to pray for these that's got this mess that's going around. And pray for each other, by the way, too. Just pray for each other. It's very important. Tonight, Psalms 37. I'm going to begin reading verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall seem be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herd. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, and forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Go right across the page to verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old. And have, uh, and have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread? He is ever merciful, and leadeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, such great words... And Lord, when we realize it comes directly from you and directly from your heart to ours, what a blessing that we are washed over and took care of every day of our life. Bless us now as we study these verses in Jesus' name. Amen. Notice, if you would please, either I, I was studying one uh, some time ago how to have long life and see good days. And I come to this portion of Scripture, and just to, and, and this is not part of the message, but it's just to, uh, to go with that how to have long life and good days. And the Bible, by the way, tells you how to do that. 
But I come to these verses. Verse 1 says, Fret not. Verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. Verse 5, Commit thy way in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Verse 7. And I believe if you do those things, you'll have long life and good days. Amen. Now here's one of the greatest portions of Scripture in the Word of God. To me, King David penned it down under the direction of the course of the Holy Spirit. And many times I've been down and discouraged. And, and by the way, I believe that everybody gets discouraged sometime or another. I don't care who you are. And, uh, but I've been there and everyone else has. And each time I've turned to this portion of Scripture, I want to take just five these five verses, verses 1, 3, 4, 5, and 7, and show how God says He handles our problems for us. One, verse 1, He says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious against the workers of iniquity. Now, most people today spend most of their time and money and effort trying to keep up with their neighbors. Uh, people uh, stay so frustrated because of evildoers. Uh, we see the dope pushers living like kings and we want uh, what they got. We see people who uh, cheat and steal and do dishonest things and yet they seem to have everything and we want to have what they have also. Now, God said, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Proverbs 23, verse 17. Let not thy heart envy sinners, be thy in their face, and the fear of the Lord all the day long. I remember years ago, me and my wife hadn't been married long, and I wanted to build my house. And uh, I, I didn't have any money, didn't have any credit. I could, I, man, I was just 19 years old. I didn't have nothing. And I went to a man, and he loaned me the money and helped me to get my house built. And I went to see this other man that I knew real good. And uh, I said to his wife, I said, well, where's he at? And he said, he's back there on his in his bedroom going back. I went back there and he had his $100 bills piled up in piles counting them on the bed. And I never will forget it. I, I got my house and uh, a man helped me and helped me get it and everything. And uh, here he is, had all of his money and I got it and everything and had it all stacked up. And, and I told him how I got mine and he said, well, I'm going to go to the bank and, and borrow some money and build me up my house. He went down and I went with him. They said they looked at him and said, Sir, if you don't have $10,000 collateral, we can't help you. I didn't have nothing and they let me have it. And they wouldn't let him have it. And I never have gotten over that. I believe with all my soul, if you want to do right and you want to do right by God, God will take care of you. Amen. Don't worry about what everybody else has got. You know it? I mean, we see people sitting around counting their $100 bills. Uh, hey, I don't need that. I got a great God. The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, and Me, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, trusted in the Lord. And when a person trusts something, uh, they put their faith in it. They believe in it. Now, they trusted the Lord. They believed in Him. When the king threw them into the fiery furnace, listen to what they said in Daniel 3 and verse 17. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And He will deliver us out of Thy hand, O King. That's trust. Amen? Trust, believe what God says in His Word, and He will do it. Romans 10, 9, 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in the heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you trust that and believe that and ask God to do it, he simply will save your soul then. It's just that simple. And it, and it goes beyond salvation. Whatever you delight in the Lord, whatever you want of God, trust Him for it. Listen, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Now Romans 8 verse 22 says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Now watch this. Verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. But Romans 8.22 says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. You know what the inward man is? It's the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in Now watch it. You'll never know how to delight or love the Lord then until you get born again, until you get saved. Unsaved person don't know what you're talking about. We talk about loving the Lord and enjoying the things of God. They don't get that. They don't understand that. And when a child of God is being uh, living the spiritual life, he can pray and ask his Heavenly Father whatever he desires or wants, and God says he can have it simply because he's not wanting the same things he used to want. He's wanting the things of God now. Notice something else, verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Now the problem is, with lost sinners today is they're not ready to make a total commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. I laughed at uh, the young couple that got married here a while back. They came to see me in my office. They, they met with me and I said to him, I said, now you understand if you're going to get married, you're making a total commitment. You don't make a halfway commitment. It's total I said, you know what that means, son? You don't belong to yourself no more. She owns you. Okay? And I looked at him and I told, I, I told her the same thing. I said, the problem most people do, uh, they come and they want to get married, but they don't make a total commitment to one another. And therefore, first thing you know, the least little thing comes up and they'll get a divorce. They'll start fighting with one another and get a divorce and leave one another. And I believe this all my soul. If you don't make a total commitment to the one that you're going to get married to, you won't stay married. I had a person uh, ask me here a while back, uh, what, what would I uh, say that kept me and my wife together all these years? And we've been married now 64 years. And they asked me, what do you uh, contribute that to your staying together? And I said one thing. I made a total commitment to my wife before the Lord. Not just to my wife, but to the Lord also. And I, I believe this all my soul. There's never been a person on the face of this earth that did not make a, if they made a total commitment to the Lord and said, Lord, I want you as my Savior. Plus nothing, minus nothing. In other words, you're not looking for something for it, and you're not giving away something for it. You just say, I'm going to make a total commitment to the Lord. I've never seen a soul not saved yet that done that. Now, it's like uh, I've told the old story many times, but it, it's so true. I, when I went to see Bill and Robin when they was in Alaska. My little grandbaby, was they didn't think he was going to live. And I come home from work, and... My wife said, uh, my grandbaby's sick. I'm going to Alaska. If you want to go with me, get on the plane. 
and we took off for Alaska and we got up there well it was snowing and everything I always wanted to go uh, skiing you know now water skiing I could water ski on anything I tried water barefoot sleds everything you want to name slalom skiing I, I love to water ski I said ah, this snow skiing ain't none of this so I got on you know they got up there they had a, a little slope and then they had another slope and then they had another slope uh, to go up the, the thing that carried you up there you go up there and you ski down they carried me to the beginner slope I got this thing I don't need that second one amen I done got this thing conquered I got on the one that went all the way up there and you could see the whole world from up there and I come sliding around off that thing I'll never forget it as long as I live I come sliding around there and get on the edge of that mountain you know just before you go down the mountain and I'm standing in this old man slid upside of me and he said, man, it don't get no better than this, do it? I said, think it does. <laughs> I was scared stiff, but I was sitting on the edge of that and I know what total commitment is. When you go over that edge, you're gone. And my wife, I never ever forget her and Robin was down in the clubhouse watching us and these people sitting there watching me skiing. Said, Look at that man. Man, he can ski. And I, they told me, you know, if you turn your skis this way or that way, that's the way you go. I turn my skis up the mountain, I'd go, I'm sliding backwards. I'm, I'm skiing back. He can, hey, he said, hey, he can ski backwards. And carry on. <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to stay alive. Amen. And, but I know I couldn't get back up that mountain. Amen. That's total commitment. When you make a total commitment to the Lord, I mean a total commitment in my life, Lord, I don't want to know it back. I give you my whole life. You can't have it back. There's no way you can get it back. It belongs to the Lord. Then the Bible says it is to rest in the Lord. Now watch it. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And when you put your whole trust in the Lord, He'll accomplish all that your faith has laid upon Him. Then verse 7 Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. You know what rest is? It's to relax in, in the Lord. You ever been around somebody and, and you really love them and, and you just want them to trust you and they always got that little fear? I bring it back to my little boy when he was I don't know, about five years old, I guess, at Tim Lyle Baptist Church, and we had a church like this, but it had a balcony in the back. And it went way up there, and the ceiling was way higher than this. And right after church one night, Kenneth went running up there and standing on the rail of that balcony. Many times he stood on the hood of the car or truck, Catch me, Daddy. And every time I'd, he'd jump, I'd catch him. And there he was up there, Catch me, Daddy. I can't catch you. <laughs> Be still. Amen. But you know what? He trusted me. You know why? Because I'd never dropped him. That's why. Every time he'd ever jumped to me, I caught him. And you think about this. When it comes to resting in the Lord, there's never been a time that Jesus has not caught me. Amen. Wait patiently for him. Now, you want some patience? Let me show you something. Turn to Matthew, uh, uh, see, Romans chapter 5 for just a minute. 
I learned several years ago, you better be careful what you pray for. I'm serious. Because there's some things that you want and you pray for them and God will teach you a lesson. Listen. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I don't glory in tribulations. Now, I, I just... I don't care one thing about tribulations. But the Bible says here that Paul is saying, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given to us. Years ago, when I, after I got saved, Brother Nams used to preach on the streets down in South Springs. He'd get a little microphone, a little thing he had there, and it would carry the sound out. And I'd go with him sometime. We'd stand on the street corner and preach. And people would go by, and they'd holler and blow the horn at you and say all kind of crazy things at you. And I was ashamed. I was literally ashamed of standing out there and carrying on and brother down to preaching and hollering and carrying on and I'd walk away from there and, and, and shamefaced because of a Christian out there and being made fun of. Now of course you never you hyper Christian, y'all not like that, I know. But I was as a young baby Christian. And you know what after going and doing it and being people laughing at you and things coming at you and things the old devil will throw at you and tribulations coming at you and after a while, listen to what the Bible said. You want to not be ashamed? Listen to how God works it. Not only so, but we go in tribulation. So number one, if you want to not be ever ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus, God will send you tribulation in your life. He will send somebody to aggravate the stew out of you. Let's put it that way. Amen? Every time you turn around, you'll be something going on around you, and God will send you tribulation. Why? Why would He send tribulation knowing that tribulation work in patience? All right? You know what? You learn to cope with it. Is what he's saying. And in patience, experience. And so you'll never have patience if you don't have some experiences uh, to show you patience. I need experiences in my life. That's the reason that I never go home the same way. Uh, if I go to the lake, I carry my grandson be over the lake one time. He said, Papa, how many ways are there to get over here to this place? I, he said, don't you ever go the same way? I said, I like to go different ways every time I go anywhere. You know why? I see different things. I experience different things. Amen? I just like to experience everything that comes into my life, good or bad. You know why? It teaches you patience. Experiences teach you patience. I got, what is it? I can't even remember now how many grandkids I got and great grandkids. And boy, if I have learned one thing, it's patience with them. And I got news for you. If you have kids, you're going to learn patience. Amen? God will teach you some patience. But don't you love your kids? Don't you love your grandkids? Don't you love those around you? Sure you do. God send these things into your life to teach you some patience. Now watch how it works, though. 
and experience and experience hope. You know what? There's never been anything God's put in my life that it wasn't over with in a little while. So I got hope. I always got hope it's going to get better. All the time. No matter what I'm going through, it's going to get better directly. That hope is always there. I'm going to be all right. You know why? Because I'm still here. I've done and come through a bunch of mess behind me. I made it through it. God was with me. He sent me through the pay experiences and experiences bringing hope. hope and, and notice how it says, And hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in her heart. I'm not ashamed of Jesus anymore. I'm not ashamed of my Lord anymore. I want to stand and praise God and I want to preach His name and sing His praises everywhere I go and everything I do. Why? Because I've done been through that mess of being laughed at. I done been through that mess of being made fun of and being called an old hard shell preacher and all kind of things in this world. And so, hey, didn't bother me. I made it through it and I looked back on it and I said, Lord, take me and took care of me. And so if you want patience, now listen to it. <clears throat> Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Resting in the Lord is learning to have patience. A person that rests in his faith, that the Lord doeth all things well. God makes no mistakes. A person who comes to this place in life rests in the Lord. He has peace of mind. He has peace with God. That's what we all are for. That's the one thing we desire. Amen? Listen now. We need the rest in the Lord. We need peace of mind. We need peace with God. How are we going to have that? By the way of the things that comes into our life that God's given. Now listen to how it works. In Psalms, go back with me now. Psalms 37. Let's read it one more time. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither I be envious against the workers of iniquity. I'm going to tell you the truth. As I've been watching TV lately, I never knew that we were living in the kind of country that we're living in. And I look at things that's going on and, and burning down buildings and burning, trying to take our government away. I'm watching these evil people, evil creatures, and things that's going on in our country right now and around us. And I look at them and I say, good night. Uh, what are we going through? But the Bible says, fret not yourself because of them. Right. Amen? For they will soon be cut down like the grass and wither the green herd. You know, you look at all these people and you think they're getting, they're getting the upper hand. No, they're not. No, they're not. Why? Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall thou do You know what? Wouldn't it be something that may be that God let this thing happen to our president that we wouldn't trust our president but we trust God. Amen. It just might be. It just might be that there's so many people been trusting our president to the great things that he has done for our country and we put too much trust in him. And God let us know he's just a man. Amen. God's still in control. And I believe this, God will raise him up and keep going. I do. Listen, delight thyself also in the Lord, and shall give thee desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Amen. So many great things are taught there in that first eight verses of Scripture that I wish we could just take it to heart and live it. Amen. Great verses.
Glad I'm saved tonight. Amen. Glad you're here too. Invite people. Do your best with the Lord, and the Lord will bring His church back on His feet. I believe this mess is going to be going to be over with in just a little while. I really do. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, would you bless your people tonight? Thank you for being here tonight, just being in the fellowship with believers and resting in the Lord like you told us to. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 40, please.